episode of the Hammering Away podcast. This is episode number 14. Got a bunch of transfer news that happened, but I think today's episode is going to be predominated by the result today and the performance of a lot of people, but the pantomime villain himself, <laughs> Lucas Paqueta. It's truly a tale of two halves. Oh my god. I can't even remember the last time we had a game like that. Dude, like, from holding out, because the red card, Garrett is a clown. Um, I wish that, like, we could have, like, somehow, like, had our live reactions on this episode. Because right. everything, so much happened in that game to get through. And But I really do just want to start with, they should not have angered Paqueta. He was playing, like, dog shit. He was... Like, pretty clearly seemed like he wasn't in the right mental state. He didn't want to be out there. And then Connor Gallagher's going around pushing him, and he just turned it up. He controlled that game as much as you can as a midfielder with 10 men. The worst thing that they did was make it personal for him. Like, he yeah. really did not want to be out there until Connor Gallagher thought it was sweet. And he was like, you know what? Like, I got this little puppy dog trying to talk to me. Like, all right, like, I guess I'll just go win this game. Dude, and that's exactly what he did. Like, after that, he was a completely different player. And, like, a lot of players had, like, Tale of Two Habs performances. Mm-hmm. Um, Paquette does one. Uh, Suchek is another. Kufal and Emerson. Oh, Antonio, to an extent, didn't even touch the ball in the first yeah. half, really. He was awesome today. Oh, my God. So that good. Can... He's so good. Like, that really – somehow that – almost have has gotten lost in all of this. He was outstanding. It's like easily his best performance to recent memory. I mean, I think Arsenal last year is better. I don't know if that's recent enough for you. I don't know, man. Like he was awesome in that game. And probably more consistent in that game. But yeah. that second half, he was like from the goal on, he was so dominant. And even yeah. early in the game when he muscled Silva off the ball, I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those games. Nice. Yeah, I had the same I had the same thought. And then we just didn't get out for the rest of the half. Exactly. Um, we just didn't see it. What was I going to say? I was going to say um, so much got lost in that game. The, uh, the Areola penalty save feels like a lifetime ago. That, right. Like, that has been lost since offense. Areola saved the penalty. And that's, like, talking point number, like, four. Four. (laughs) Well, like, talking point number, like, 35. Yeah, dude, like... Like Because we're forgetting other things. I do not know how we got away with that game. And the thing was, we deserved every bit of it. Oh, we we scratched and clawed every single opportunity that we got. Like It's Moyes back against the wall, Ball. It really is. You put David Moyes back against the wall... And you just know he's coming out with three points. That was that was peak Moyes ball right there. I don't think we'll ever see a better Moyes performance like that ever again. It was just, dude, like, to hold out like that after getting the red card is so, so, so impressive. And, like, that's the thing with this team that I think we've been saying has been clear since preseason is that they're here for this this year. Like, they're very focused <laughs> on not letting what happened last year happen again. We, and, we got better. We got better after the red card. Yeah, absolutely. They they had no they had no ideas once we got in the ten minute because the defending in the first half I thought was so sloppy. Mm-hmm. The second half, like the thing that sucks for Garrett is I thought in the second half he came out pretty well. He was closing the ball down. He was jumping in the passing lanes and taking it. I think he might have just gotten a little overconfident. He should have never dove into that challenge. It was so silly. I think it was yeah. It was just like a mental lapse of judgment i get. i think he just forgot i guess that he was on a yellow <laughs> yeah like i don't know because just like in the he was in the like he was in a he was getting in a rhythm he like jumped out and intercepted yeah. two passes like he was starting to look really really good and then it's just there was not even an opportunity there was no ball there to get yeah, yeah there was no he ball just, to win he just dove in Mm-hmm. And then he tried to give the ref the old, like, yeah, I got you, like, thumbs up. Like, no, dude, like, you're off. You have to go. <laughs> yeah. And then Antonio coming over and being like, it's a second yellow. <laughs> like, it's a second <laughs> yellow. It was so funny. 
Like, that's another thing that got lost in all the little interactions from the game is Antonio just being like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you doing? Oh, man. What a game. James Ward-Prowse. Right. Oh, let's talk about him. James Ward-Prowse. I think I'll repent first. I, like, look, I knew he was a good set-piece taker. I know he only took, like, three today. But it's the consistency of the delivery. Like, we talked about this a little bit before. It is the, like, just consistency of, like, knowing where it's going to be. Because, like, every, like, there are good free kick takers everywhere. Even Pyatt used to hit the first man sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Warprouse would hit the first man at some point. But, like, yo, I didn't know. Like, it's like once you see the ball go to the same place or, like, go wherever he wants it to go. Because we had another chance in the second half where he, like, crossed it in. Um, yeah, it kind of got clear off the line, uh, like from his corner. I don't actually remember the exact chance that came from it, but it was a chance. I think it was, was like, like was every it time you have a set piece, Sanchez it's a punched like, it. That's crazy. No, I, I think it was like Desasi off the line, and then it came back out, and we had a shot. I can't remember who had the shot. It was, I think it was. Oh, you know what? It, yeah, because it was the one where Paquetta picked it up and like played it back to him, and he tried to take it on the volley. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was. And I'd like to say I can hold my head up high. I can look you dead in the eye right now and say I have nothing to repent for. I already did it last week. Oh, did you really? Yeah, remember I went on that Oh, yeah, 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 you (laughs) did, you did. I thought that for some reason I was thinking that was the Skamaka goodbye speech. (laughs) (laughs) He feels like he was a lifetime ago now too. We we don't got to talk about him. No, I'm not talking about that guy. I mean, Ward Prowse, I did think – I did think that, you know, he was a little out of his depth at times athletically, but Chelsea are also one of the more athletic teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, He'll probably... And he always... did well. Yeah. He won the ball back a few times. He got involved. And I think with Alvarez next to him, he'll look even better. He's just one of those guys where it's never going to be for lack of application, you know? Like, he was putting himself into, like, he, you know, putting himself into tackles and stuff. He's just not a big dude. And then I thought he's pulled it right at, at the perfect time. Yeah, um, it was a great sub. And, but, I mean, two assists. You can't really complain. I have no complaints. He was like, awesome I saw, today. I saw, I saw some of the, like, we both saw some of the stuff, um, which made me say that, like, I didn't want him to start this weekend. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank God he did. He won, got, he, he's a match winner. He won us to get, yeah. because this is what, this is what we said is that, if he comes, he has to bring the goals and assists that justify it. He's two assists mm-hmm. in his debut, and we just beat Chelsea at home. So he just paid more the power to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what I was telling you. That's why Paquetta, this whole thing, it's fine. He paid the fee, he had the assists in the final. And then today, dude, for him to take that penalty, no look, is crazy. <laughs> and then, like, when he kicked the ball at Casado, and it was just like staring him down. <laughs> After he won the throw and then he celebrated like a goal. He's a lunatic, dude. How funny is us welcoming Caicedo to the league after like 18 months of him dominating us? <laughs> it, it's crazy. It's 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 a Chelsea thing. It is a Chelsea thing. Literally, you sign their entire club. They, Bowley was trying to like base it off Brighton last year or whatever the fuck he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Gave Brighton 100 70 million pounds over the course of the last 18 months. A team who we have no chance of ever beating besides next weekend. Uh, That's an undervaluation, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's more like uh, 200. Yeah. And, but he looked terrible today, Casado. He looked like way out of his depth. He looked clueless. He was getting physically overmatched by anyone who came in his vicinity. Anywhere near him. Antonio muscled him a couple times. I was starting to make fun of him like five minutes into his like cameo. I didn't, I didn't think it was gonna get that bad. Dude, you texted me. You texted me, so you didn't send it in the chat. You said, "How funny is Chelsea bringing on a defensive midfielder to salvage the game?" (laughs) Like, does anything like has this Chelsea era ever been encapsulated that well? Where they go down by a goal and they just slap a hundred fifteen million dollars in the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Not only that, Medwake came on, Mudrick came on. They stopped 200 mil on that problem. And they conceded another goal. <laughs> that random kid came on. He did nothing. He, he didn't even touch the ball. That poor kid. What are they doing to him? He got caught in the crawl. He was, playing, he was at Charlton Athletic last yeah, year. Yeah, like, what is he? When did he get there? Who is he? I think I saw him on the bench last week, and I was like, oh, I guess we'll, yeah. that's just one of those guys we'll never have to worry about. <laughs> and we didn't. Did he touch that's the ball? True. I remember I saw his face. I think maybe he cleared it like in a off a corner. He came on for a corner. The most impact I think he had was uh, when Mudrick had the volley. He was like looking at him and was like, "Oh, that's what I remember." It for me, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing him like make a face in the box. That's why I thought he maybe did something like related to the game. No, no, no. He was just he had a front row seat to Mudrick's classic volley <laughs> that goes into space. Rosed, as they say. Rosed. He was terrible. So Moonjerk is really, really bad. He has to figure it out, man. Cause it's it's not shit is not sweet anymore. Like this is a full season, dude. It's time for you to pay that fee. He yeah. is he ever gonna score for them in the league? Has he? No. He scored against Brighton in the Premier League summer series. <laughs> Arguably more important fixture than than any Premier League game. If you listen to the commentators on NBC Sports, you would think so. <laughs> How? When are they going to shut up about it? October. Um, hopefully, sooner the better, man. I've had enough of this. I feel bad that I paid money towards that Premier League summer to go series. to it. Yeah. Though I did have a good time. Yeah, I mean, you went to like the best game that there was to go to, and you saw mm-hmm. Declan Rice get run off the pitch. Yep. What happened? Get, he'll get run off the pitch tomorrow by uh, Jefferson Lerma. <laughs> Dude, like none of their subs made sense today, Chelsea. It's because the squad is a mess. Like, why did Chilwell? It's a come mess. Out? Why? Like, Chilwell why gave was, us problems. He absolutely did. He always gives us problems. He wait. He came off. He did come off. He came off for Caicedo, and he became a back four. Cole played left back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot that he can do that. I was like, what the hell are they Allegedly. doing out there? Yeah. And like Mudrick was not the guy to replace Chukwameka. I would have, what I would have done is. Well, Chukwameka got hurt. I don't think he would yeah. come off. No, yeah, he wouldn't have come off. But in that situation, I personally, maybe this would have also backfired knowing what, what, what transpired. But I would have put Gallagher in that like 10 position. In the hole, yeah. And let, and then bring on Kaiseido right there. Yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. That probably, like, I don't know what happens in that situation. Like, maybe Casado just gives us another goal. I thought we might score again at the end because, yo, they gave up at the end. Yeah. Dude, Paqueta, like, for like, because we've been talking about this since the game ended, like, an hour ago. Just the attitude that he played with in that second half. He spent every second after he scored the penalty that he had the ball trying to nutmeg somebody. <laughs> You see him he on the sideline cool. with Enzo, just trying. Enzo shoved him like after the, <laughs> like, just trying to put it through his legs. Like, what is good with him, dude? He we have never signed though. a norm. Yeah, we've never signed a normal player. We have never had someone mentally stable at this. Go, Jared Bowen is mentally stable. I was gonna say That's James Ward Prowse. That's James Ward Prowse is mentally stable. Get. Are we sure? Because we don't know for sure yet. He's, he might have some demons locked up in his closet. We'll see as, as the season goes on. Because yeah, Moyes will uncover them if they're there. That's what Moyes does. He brings out everybody's mental illnesses <laughs> and uses them to his advantage. He certainly did that with Paqueta tonight. That was I mean, just an emotional performance from one minute one to minute 90. Yeah, because he came out like he didn't want to be out there. And like you said, they made the mistake of making it personal. As soon as it became personal for him and it wasn't like, like, oh, I'm playing Premier League football, like I might get banned or whatever. Mm-hmm. As soon as it just became like, kid in the park shoved me, it was over. He was getting like PTSD from the favelas. 
Yeah, yeah, he's on Paqueta he's... Island in his head. And <laughs> said it was little ass Connor Gallagher threatening him. So it was like, I'm just going to dominate the rest of this game. I mean, and then, dude, the vision and just the ballsiness to play that back heel to Emerson for the penalty. Oh, my goodness. That's just what he does. He just plays. That's exactly what he does. And that's what the two of them do. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it for, for years now. That whole left side, they they do those little cute little. Yeah, the little. One, twos. Um, nice to see it happen in the box. Yeah, I thought Emerson was so bad for like 60 minutes. But again, it was also with him. It became personal for him. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't apply himself unless it's a big game. And like it's very personal for him with Chelsea, and like he's been far enough removed now that it was like fine this year. Like he got his goal last year, and then like he got kicked by Sterling or shoved or whatever it was, and then it became personal. Yeah, he he crushed Sterling. Oh my god, I forgot that foul. Yeah, yeah. he smacked the hell out of that guy. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what's so funny though is like we did not play well for like the entire first half. And then as it just became progressively more and more of like a London Derby and things became more and more personal, we just got better and better, <laughs> which is yeah. so funny. And that's something that we've really been accustomed to from any West Ham team in recent memory, at least. Maybe yeah. the Hyatt year. I mean, and Chelsea did the exact opposite. Like it became they chippy fumbled. and they folded. Yeah. They folded and, immediately. And they had no answer when we went down to 10. We got in our shape, man. It was wrapped. Agbana came on. They had no hope. Dude, Angelo Agbana, man. The ageless wonder. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he doesn't play from the start, or if he's in like the middle of a low block, or he comes on in a low block, he is a demon. He had one clearance today from a Sterling Cross that was just beautiful was it we the one that came, like, came off his knee was it that one i'm thinking he like headed it it came like near post oh yeah that one too yeah awesome and then oh i hope edson alvarez starts next week because he really looked apart when he came on like mm-hmm. from second one he blocked across as soon as he came on the field he was great pablo yeah, fornals not Damn. to move on from him pablo fornals man had a genuine – this is maybe a little crazy. But I was putting the player ratings together. I was like, I could give this to Fornals and not even feel bad about it. Dude, he, he was, was legitimately awesome. – He relieved so much pressure. Didn't put a foot wrong the second he came on the pitch. He's got to start. Awesome, awesome player. He must start. At this point, it's a must. We we are back where we started with Fornals and Ben Rama, just in the opposite direction. <laughs> we were right is this back how it's gonna go? Is this gonna yeah, how we're just gonna rotate? Like, oh, Moyes has to start this other left winger. Whoever's not starting, <laughs> it's a couple months. We'll be like, man. A couple months we'll be like, oh, if Ben Robert doesn't get a chance next week, it's ridiculous. A couple months we're gonna be like, oh, Lingard again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, uh, man. We can talk about him later. What what yeah. is there to say? Who haven't we talked? We I guess that was Edson Alvarez for nine minutes rocked my world. Rocked my world. He's awesome. Wins the ball I was, back. I I wish we got to see a little of him with the ball, but there just was not any of the ball for him to have. Unfortunately, we'll see it next week. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he started him next week. He has to. Uh, I don't know if now's he, will. The time for, he should. Now's the time for tough decisions. I think I think next week is where you start the Prowse and Alvarez pivot. Um, I mean, all in all, Suchek was good again. Really, like at times really good. Obviously, second half, he was awesome. He started strong. That There's a stretch there that drove me crazy. The... Probably from like minute like twenty twenty five to the end of the first half was like brutal. Good old Suchek, how we know him, how we've come to know him over the past two years. 
I, the, the challenge for the penalty is ridiculous. I have it's, no idea what he's thinking going in there. Absolutely like that. brainless. Like, just a brainless it, decision to go in like that. It's just like there's not a thought went through his head. Just see <laughs> ball, dive ball. Yeah. That and the Aguirre challenge are both ridiculous. Suchek was on, was on a, like, arguably worse. They're both, like, 10 out of 10 bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I, like, I don't think either could be worse than the other or better than the other because they're, bo- they're just both ridiculous. There's nothing you could say to salvage that either of those challenges. Yes, there is. We won. Well, besides that, what? we get a... Uh, a Greek Hammer debut next week. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I was, I was saying like, just like in the yeah, moment, like anything I'm to excuse kidding. what they did. But we are getting the Greek Hammer next week. That's dude. He imagine he's just so good at Garrett can't get back in. That'd be a damn good problem to have. Be a fantastic problem to have. It'll just what it'll turn into. It'll turn into the back five thing. It'll we'll go. We'll play Luton. Whatever will happen at Luton will happen. And then we'll come back to play City and Liverpool, and Moyes will go to the five. And then that will be that after we get a result. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough because you have all these midfielders. You have three spots you know, vying for each other, and then you add a third center back into it, and now it's like – Then it's two spots. Yeah. I mean, it just becomes. I don't know what you do, but we have a lot do. of games. Well, I guess it depends on Antonio's form in between now and then, because you could just go five three two, with Bowen Look, and Kudush. I don't like that that much, but you could. Uh, with Antonio, this goal man, if he gets going now. If we get if we get Antonio back, <laughs> like are you fucking really, kidding me? We, we could can really, really throw it back. If we could bring twenty one, twenty two Antonio back, he, like even if he's a little slower, but if he's like, because that finish today is ridiculous. If he just is confident in front of goal, it does so much for us. Forget the goal; it was a complete game. It really was. Like no, yeah, but I think Rama the goal a few times. The goals give him that confidence. Because mm-hmm. then, because you yeah. see that after he scores the goal, then he gets going. He gets to be able to make that turn that he likes to make, going to right. his like if he has his back to goal, like going to his right. He loves that turn. Yeah, it, you're right. It it did the goal did absolutely open up his game. Yeah, and it it's always like that with him. So if he gets going with his goals and his finishing, everything else will open up for him. And then if he's back, we have a great striker. So that's what goes under the radar about Antonio is he's a great striker when he's good. Yeah, man. He was great today. He was absolutely great today. And if we could just put that in a bottle, man, have it every game. Just some, some, some form of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, okay. that performance today is like – it's so – not only like refreshing to see them like really come together, but it's so like we might really be good. I mean, I know I've been saying that we're gonna be good this season when everybody was like down in the dumps and shit. Mm-hmm. But like that really puts that belief into us. And I said this to you earlier, last year we didn't score a goal for like three or four games. We didn't get a point on the board. Now we have our best goal scorer, Bowen, our most talented player, I'll call him Paqueta whatever's going to happen there, and our striker have all grabbed the goal in the first two games. We have a win. We are scoring goals. Like, it's none of this pressure shit from last year early on where it's like, fuck, like, we have to get going, we have to get going, we have to get going. It's so comfortable now. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we already... We play our game. We're, we're even, like... We've fully, like, continued our form from last season into this season. Like, we looked yeah. so settled... Uh, for the most part, both la- both of the last two games, we already cashed in our win against the, the top six team. The big six, we'll call them, not the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the bottom six, depending on what Chelsea does this season. 
They better uh, start looking for our dice. They might have to think it's a relegation battle. It was a good point for them at home against Liverpool last week. Oh, Which yeah. They literally celebrated that way. They were they so were excited like, they got a point. Right? They were like, oh, we're back. Like You know you got to in the stadium, right? They're a mid-table side at this very moment. They have to, like... They have to prove it now because mm-hmm. this is – it's gross, whatever's going on over there. There's no free points, not when you're scoring one goal a game. That's the other thing is like I like I thought that too. The red card made me nervous, but like we got the second goal and I was like, do I really back Chelsea to score <laughs> twice in a game? They, they just you know don't do it. They were carving us up in the first half, going through the middle, going through the middle. It was, either, it was like, Sterling. It was Sterling going in between like Emerson and Aguirre, and, yeah. you know, kind of like trying to find the gaps in between the fullbacks and the center backs. But then and it just came to a point. I guess it was after Chukomeka came off. They just were like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna send long balls from the from wide out." And you got yeah. Zuma waiting for like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, they ran out of ideas. They're sending balls into the box against Zuma and Ogbana, which is like probably the most comfortable that we get defending. Is mm-hmm. once those two against crosses, um, they ran out of ideas. I think Ch- like Chukomeka coming off gave them like not another runner, especially through the middle because that's where they were killing us. And Enzo ran the game in the first half, and he ghosted the second half. He didn't do shit in the second half. That's, Disappeared. That's the classic. And right his there. and his butt buddy Moises Casado was horrendous. That's is oh, I can't remember a worse debut than that in a while. Literally, like I, it was a disaster really debut. Disaster debut. It reminds me of a, uh, even though it wasn't Arnautovic's debut, it was uh, I think his first start maybe. Southampton away in seventeen eighteen, just elbowed. I forget even who it was, but it just for seemingly no reason, just elbowed a Southampton player in the head and got sent off in like the twentieth. <laughs> it's like, bro, what? Why I, are you I doing they, that? It probably would have been better for Chelsea if he did do that. So if he got sent off say, and it opened up the space, yeah, right. Yeah, it's insane. Just didn't have somebody actively giving away goals. Man, Man I, yeah, he tried twice. He gave the ball away to Fornells, which was almost a ridiculous thing. She, dude, there is genuinely no excuse not to start Fornells next week. What, what, what more can be done? He can't do any more individually, that's for sure. And Ben Ramba can't do anything individually to give it away any more than he currently yeah. has. Ben Ramba was hell-bent on curling a shot into the top corner in the first half. For no reason. <laughs> he was just like, I'm going to do this. He's trying to go viral for no reason. That's what he does. That's, that's just what he was on today. <laughs> he was. I guess he had some bad blood with Malagusta. Yeah, yeah. No, I kept watching those two. And I was like, man, like, these guys were matched up at the London Stadium in the Europa League <laughs> quarterfinal two years ago. I just kept thinking about – every time I saw Melo Gusto, I just couldn't stop thinking about Lyon. They were having the craziest – like, the most intense mid-off you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, dude, like, dude, just running at each other for no reason. Just nothing coming of it every <laughs> single time. Like, no one's That's- coming out on top. Not a chance created by either of them. Gusto was just putting it out. It was gonna be our ball anyway. Like they're just literally. It was. It was a stalemate. Nobody was doing anything. The the sequence between them that sums it all up is Ben Rama gets the ball played to him from Antonio, and it like drew Malo Gusto in like really nicely, and like went to turn up the speed, like accelerate by him, <laughs> and Ben Rama just like it, it, like he tries to go zero to sixty, and the tire just blows out. He just can't. Just can't get past thirty miles an hour, and Malaguso just caught up to him, and gave away a corner, and it's like, congrats! Like neither of you did anything well. <laughs> <laughs> like before, hilarious. before the run, I think both would have agreed that, like, yeah, a corner is fine. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> the fall um, the off between thing, both those guys. Yeah, the other thing I couldn't from the last time Paquetta uh, tried to close down with Coraz and Malaguso, and I was like, in my head, I was like, oh shit, they were teammates. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, yeah, dude, isn't that crazy? Like, that's so weird to think about. 
completely forgot that they were teammates. I didn't think I saw them interact at all. No. Paquetta's he's clearing blue through and through now that this uh, <laughs> gambling thing is he's throwing up the hammers like he wasn't like he didn't sign a contract. <laughs> I guess maybe you're right. That suspension is is the equivalent of a lifetime deal with the, with the hammers. Dude, that's what I said to you. Like like yeah, like it's annoying. I'm pissed off, but like he is trapped and he is so good. <laughs> like <laughs> Like shit, man. If he misses six months, like fine, bro. He's got a three-year contract, four-year contract. He's here for life. And at worst, he has to. At worst, he has to prove it again. For a full yeah, season. which is an, like which Tony. Is another... Like Tony is even better than Paqueta is in terms, especially in terms of what top clubs need. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get bought in January. He's probably not going to get bought over the summer unless he comes back and scores like fifteen goals in half a season. Exactly. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird with him. And Piquetta's going to be 27 by the time that like, he has another full season under his belt after whenever the suspension is. At least 27. That's true. That's true. He's trapped, bro. He's... And look how good he was. He's stuck. <laughs> like, unless he's, he is I... like, banned for life from the Premier League, which I cannot see. Like, even if it's a 12-month ban, which I think would be harsh. And I mm-hmm. only think that that would be harsh because he plays for us. Like, like <laughs> he could have texts to his brother or whatever it was being like, I'm getting a yellow card on John McGinn. Like, put the money in. Like, I don't care how conclusive the evidence is. A year is harsh. Like, what, man? He, yeah, he took money. He took money from a gambling company. Like, show me where he morally did something wrong. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Like he didn't do anything this, wrong. This league was about to standpoint. This league was about to welcome Eliyahi with open with arms. open arms. We had people in the fan base talking about bring him. Like he's so good, but like Paqueta like steals money from some huge corporation. I'm supposed to be like ah, what a bad guy. <laughs> like the only thing that sucks about this is that he got caught. Literally, he was building bridges in Brazil. He's a humanitarian. For the record, I saw something where somebody was like, oh, and if you don't think like that he knew what he was doing, that he knew he was putting us at risk when he was doing that, like they didn't have that kind of foresight, like you're lying to yourself. Like, no, dude, like when you do stuff like this wrong, like it's usually because you don't have that foresight. Like, I don't think that Lucas Paqueta was like, if he was doing this, probably was. I don't think he was, like, telling his brother to put $100,000 on him to get a yellow card and thinking, like, man, I could really screw over West Ham. It's the last thing he's thinking. He's probably like, I'm not going to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. screw over <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let them cash out. Can you imagine we sold him for $80 million and then all this shit came out? I wonder if, like, we would have been under, like, a lawsuit if they would have been, like, you know. Surely not. Eh. Let me not, know, like, man. legally analyze this. Yeah, but imagine, like, David Sullivan was, like, pushing him out the door because <laughs> he was, like, <laughs> saw it coming. <laughs> he, got the, he got the tip from Betway. They were like, yo, take that $70 million and run. <laughs> yeah, yo, accept that. He's, this guy is fucked. I mean, uh, like, I was just going to say, like, you could argue after Ward Prowse, like, Paqueta is one of the biggest reasons we won that game. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a great player. Everyone did their part, but man, like, without Paqueta, we do not win that game. Well, because it's like I said at halftime, it was like we need him to get his foot on the ball. And like, what did he do? I'd like to say, so though, good. the difference between this game and Bournemouth, where we, were, we had a one goal difference and we were getting pounded. And we couldn't get the well against Bournemouth. We couldn't get it out after yeah. Antonio went off, but Bowen came in and did that job so well. Yeah, I thought it was very, very wise from Moyes not to bring Angus on in that situation. He learned his lesson. He did. Moyesosaurus finally learning some new tricks. Learning some new tricks, and I was telling you. This Bowen X striker, quote unquote, experiment is not as much of an experiment 
as like people might want you to think, this is just a guy who has traits that are suited to being a striker just because he's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and kind of small. Like He's kind of stocky, bro. He has great lower body strength, mm-hmm. and he's shown he can play with his back to goal. I think sometimes today he was just trying to hold on to it for as long as he could. But he was able to shield off the defender long enough that if we're for real playing, he can play it off. And he had that performance, oh. I think, two years ago at Old Trafford in the Cup at Striker where he was fantastic. And he, he'll run everything down. Like If we're going to try this Bowen at Striker thing, it's probably going to work. Yeah, I think so. He, he did it's all exciting. the traditional Striker responsibilities, much better than I've ever seen Ings do it, especially better than he did it at Bournemouth. Yeah, and I mean, if, if we get Kudus and Kudus is running off of him, Scary, scary business right there. Scary business. Scary hours, bro. (laughs) Oh. Never. Can you imagine adding that can you imagine adding that demon to this team? That's what I'm saying. Like adding that profile exactly to this team. Like a ball carrier with like crazy tech and pace and directness who like scores goals is we are crying out for that. I wish she was a left winger, but hey. Right? Can you imagine? The profile itself is exactly what we need. Like, if he was if he was right-footed, he we was would right-footed. be such a complete team. I wonder if we'll sign a left winger. Maybe we'll put Doku out there. Yeah, he's right-footed, man. I knew you were going to say that name. I was, like, really trying to stop myself from saying that name. but Well, if it's going to be anybody, it's him. And City are playing with their food. Yeah, we're not going to get their food. Probably not. I can't fathom a world where we pull that off. There's reports from like flimsy sources talking about Ernest Nuwama. Are we going to get him? Is he a left winger? I don't even know anything about him. Who is that? He's one of those... uh, He's one, you know, like the, the the Ghana Academy, like program. I forget what it's called. But yeah. like Kudus came from it, uh, like a bunch of like. So Ghana basically have they have like this. It's like something Dream Academy, something like that, and they're like producing all these crazy footballers, um, yeah. and then they go to. They they take a stepping stone. They go from Ghana to Norway. This one club in Norway, and then yeah. they go from there. I think that's um, awesome. Yeah, and he's that's one like of those really guys. Cool. Yeah, he's at um. What's his What's the name of his team? Uh, Nordsland. Something like yeah. that. It, I and, think I know the club that you're talking about. It's the the blue and white badge. I'm pretty sure. Uh, David Dastropo Fofana came from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're like a. This is like a pipeline of talent right now, and Nuwama, I guess, is like the next one from and it. Steiten is tapped in. Steiten is all over it. Well, it's us. Um, there were some like people saying that like Leon agreed yeah. to a fee with him. Um, Tottenham are in, but he's highly rated, and That's he's a left winger. He is a left winger according to the transfer market. So if we can get him in, um, we we need a left winger with pace really badly. I was well, really that kind of profile in general, which mm-hmm. is huge. Um, yeah, was Cornet on the bench I was today? About to, he was on the bench. I was about to say he either gets lost in all this. That's what Cornet. Yeah, because like, what's his place in this team? I don't. I don't know. Especially if he, like he could have he, like... he could have came on and played striker today. I mean, Moyes mm-hmm. made the right decision with Cornell, so, mm-hmm. but like that's like a sub appearance that Cornell is vying for. Yeah, I mean, if he's not going to be the makeshift the makeshift striker once he like loses trust in Ings and Obama, um, maybe not Obama, but Ings, and it's already happened. Like, what is his role? I don't because he's know. not backup left wing. He's not the backup right wing. Maybe situationally he could be. I think he'll, he'll play. He'll play in Europe. Like he'll play in Europe, and like I guess yeah. he'll have his chance on Thursdays to you know, what's the word to audition for more minutes. But he's in a very weird place right now, which sucks for him and for us because 
that again, that's like the kind of profile that you could really use at left. I guess we just need to see him more on the left wing. I don't know why we. I think I there. think that's the thing is that yes, he just has to play on the left, and there's not really a pathway to get him out there because like for now, it's has to start out there next week. He's not going to drop mm-hmm. in Rama. Like he might not drop in Rama for for now. He's not going to drop in Rama below Kone. Yeah, I think what I would do is I would. This is thinking way far and ahead. This is I would say for Europa League when we're like rotating, playing with the fully rotated side, I would play um, Cornet on the left, um, Ben Rama or Fornals, whichever one isn't playing in the Premier League at the time, play him in the, in the hole. Yeah. And then, yeah, go from there. Do you um, have another player you can play out, right? Because that's the other thing is like for me, in these Europa League games and stuff, me personally, I'd like to see Mubama get minutes, even if it's at the expense of Maxwell Clement. Oh, yeah, same. So it's like if you play Ings and Mubama, then you can only play the player in the hole, which is going to be Fornells or Benrama. And then now where does that leave Cornet? Do we do we have to play the Ings? Is this a rule? Yeah, yeah. This is a rule? This is a rule. I guess if you, I guess if you pay some guy 120 k a week, you kind of have to play him. Because, like, that's, for that's, me, like, you could play Cornet and Mubama. I'm cool with that. But, like, I just feel like Ings gets that nod every time. Unfortunately, yeah. For no reason. He has not earned it at this club. Well, I mean, there will also be injuries, especially when you look at Ings' history, especially. Mm-hmm. Sure, he'll get banged up. Guys will get their chances. We play a lot of games, but it's hard to see a place for them right now. Oh well, um, it's certainly it's not really something I think about to be honest. I think about it every day. <laughs> no, but like because it because the thing that blows my mind about it is that okay, if like we go out and get a winger to play on the left now, like really now, what the hell happens to Cornet? Is he just he's just hanging out? He's got a first class ticket back to France for him. Yeah, but then the thing about it is like okay, like you sign another left winger and Cornet just becomes like that third striker. Now you're kind of like stumping Mubama's development after you basically said under no circumstances can he leave on one. Yeah, the thing is we have to make that decision worth it. I think that will at least try it at some point. Like he's going to play. Yeah, I'm not nervous about Mubama's playing time. I'm just nervous about like you – there's something somewhere. I mean maybe Cornet just goes in January. No way. Like – well, dude, because, like, if it doesn't work out where he's not playing and he just plays a few spot minutes in Europa, like, like what are we going to do with him? He'll get at least one start in the group stages. I think that is going to be, like, a make-it-or-break-it game with him. Yeah, and that's crazy to give him 90 minutes to make it or break it. But that's, know, that, that's where his career is at with us. It's, a, it's because unfortunate. the thing is, is like if you don't let Mubama leave on loan under no circumstances, it, like you have to justify that decision. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not saying just give guys games just to give them games, but like you made a decision. You, you, you have that trust for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Like you, they consciously made a decision to say he's going to stay, and he like he was a part of the squad today. He played for the under twenty ones yesterday. He didn't mm-hmm. have to be a part of the squad. Today. Yeah. So, like, clearly, there's a plan for him. But, like, that plan is going to leave other guys in the cold, which is fine. But it just then begs the question of what you do with them, especially if you buy a left winger. He'll definitely get a start in the cup, in, like, the domestic cups, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that's the opportunity for him. Uh, like, throw up league. Like there's there's plenty of games. We just got to be patient in the league. You know, every, we saw it last year. Every week is so so crucial. Like we yeah. really can't be playing with that. And like giving guys minutes because they deserve it and stuff. Like yeah. we got to win games. We got to get out of like the shit. We have not like after last year. Like we don't like we have nothing. Like we can't expect anything. Yeah, we 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 uh, we flew a little close to the sun last year. Mm-hmm. But hey, four points on the board already is a very nice start. 
and Brighton. And now, now it's Brighton and Luton, which is like we can win these games. Like Brighton are obviously great, but like we're pretty damn good too. Mm-hmm. Why can't we go there and get a result? They signed Igor. If we sign Kudus before next week, like oh, the stars are aligning to finally beat them. The black stars are aligning. Come get on, it? Because because mm-hmm. the black stars, yeah. We'll get Nuama and and Kudus and Kudus. Nah, because like if we sign Kudus and they sign Igor, like we have to beat them this season. It's only right. We'll do it at the ball. You know what? We'll do it. Europa League quarterfinal. Book it. Hell yeah. Can you imagine we beat Can them you with the anti? That, that is like the like number one WWE thing that'll ever happen. Like imagine we get smacked next week, smacked again uh, at home against them, and then we come up the, against them in the Europa League. And Moise Dude, just was, got a plan. I was in Stanford last night. I saw the WWE headquarters. I was like, I should I should have known that this game was going to happen today. The way it did, because just see Moise in there writing. Right see Moise in there writing script today. <laughs> Dude, Paquetto was practicing his lines. I was like, what the hell is he doing? We got a game tomorrow. It's unbelievable. Oh, my God. It's just well, like, so I'm, much for so much for not winning a game until October, right? Yeah, right. Dude, I'm like coming down. Like I feel like I'm coming down from like a drug. <laughs> Just like slowly coming back to earth after that, because that was, was nuts. And now Mavropanos is going to get announced on Monday. We're going to have another player in the squad, and he's going to slot right in for a game. He's what going are you straight from him? in. He, I mean, the fu- that's the fun thing about Mavropanos is that legitimately nobody's seen this guy play. Yeah, no, like everyone is just. Everyone is just you know going on. Everyone as soon as that like came out like scrambled to YouTube and was like, how do I spell this guy's last name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's funny about and, him is apparently in the Bundesliga, he's like a highly rated center back over there, which the defending him mm-hmm. sucks. So, like, yeah. But like, to hey, stick if out. At, if he's at Stuttgart and sticking out, he's doing something right. Mm-hmm. So. His FB ref, his, his FB ref is a joke. His well, that's what that was the other thing. a joke. Is that when we got linked, people started posing with FB ref, and it's like the fakest shit you've ever seen. And you go mm-hmm. on YouTube, and it's the fakest shit you've ever seen. So, like, who is he? Because, like, when he was at Arsenal, I remember him at Arsenal, and he was, like, a cute little defender. He's like a Wenger defender, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. was, like, good on the ball, and he was young, and, like, he did all right. He messed up here, like, here or there a few times. And then Emery came in, and he was gone, and you just never heard his name again. For better or for worse, apparently for better. And the deal is what Fabrizio is saying it's 20 million euros plus 5 million euros, which seems like a damn good fee to pay. Great fee. Um, I mean, and he's a style 10 basically target. risk free. He's a style 10 target. He's been working in Germany for however long. So he knows him. Mm-hmm. And this is, yeah. this is his first, like, this is his first mm-hmm. sign. Yeah, and Alvarez obviously signed off on, and like everybody in the club seems to rate Alvarez. Ward Prowse is Moyes' guy. That's fine. Moyes has been great in the transfer market for us, but Mavropanos is like this is the first like okay like Tim, like this is this is the one like you this is what mm-hmm. you will be judged off of. Yeah, I mean like th- that's what gets me excited about this. It's like Steiden knows this league so well. Like he got his start in this business scouting like eight-year-olds for Warder Bremen like he <laughs> knows he knows it is crazy but like he knows like not only like he knows a good center back like he knows a good player from that league when he sees one and he knows damn sure knows yeah he knows what's gonna work elsewhere like he's seen plenty of players come and go from this league so I have like really high hopes for Robert Panos, despite not watching yeah. a single live second of him playing. It hopes is definitely the right word because I'm in the same boat. Like I really hope that like he is this Rolls Royce because like, he looks like he looks like a Garrett if like he hit the gym. Literally, like he's big as Literally. hell. Like he's strong, 
when he's really silky on the ball. I what does confuse me is I wonder if he can play. Like I wonder if him and Zuma are going to be weird left and right. Um, because yeah, I think that the long term plan is a Garrett left, Mavropanos right, and Zuma center now. Mm-hmm. That's where he seems like he played in Germany. Like, even just from like watching how he's nutmegging people and like the half spaces in the right. <laughs> what are you doing? See, he's just like bored over there. Yeah, he's just bored. Nutmegging people too, in his own yeah. half. Mm-hmm. Scoring so, goals. Yeah, and he's, he's another target for uh, our new number seven. For Prousey? It's so crazy. The second set piece with him in the team was just the goal. Like and like <laughs> the most like casual set piece goal you've ever seen. Yeah. It was easy. it was like it was like it's they were the, the it was like the defenders weren't even out there. Yeah. It, nobody yeah, it was it was a free header. Right. Yeah, nobody was even jumping with a guard. Since I mean the defending from Gallagher is embarrassing. But like, the, like when you have the defender corner, and the ball in is of that kind of quality every single time, it's insane. And he puts it exactly where he wants it because the two outswingers both landed in the same exact place, and mm-hmm. then the one inswinger is exactly where you want any inswinger, right on that front post, like curling inside. All it takes is a yeah. It's crazy. Like we and that was, might set a record for set piece goals. And that was with what? A week and a half of them training? Like do you think they just like hammered set piece at set pieces once it's he got there? It's just him stepping in and being like the other thing is that this isn't a game where he wasn't really seeing the ball. It's not like he was like passing it around, he's getting his touches, like he's comfortable. Mm-hmm. His first two touches for West Ham were corner kicks. One's an assist. You, you could wake him out of the dead of sleep. Pour like a bucket of water on him at four a.m. Get him up and be like, "All right, take this, take this corner take kick," corner. And, yeah. and it's going right on the guard's forehead every it's time. Going exactly where he wants it every time. It's insane because like you watch him, like when he plays against you, and he's like, you know, he's doing that. He's putting every set piece where he wants it to go. And I think for us, it was even more like kind of hard to tell because we're so well drilled at set pieces and defending set pieces. That like, mm-hmm. will be like it's a dangerous ball in, but it'll be dealt with. Yeah, like yo, Bournemouth better be thinking they're lucky stars. They played us already this season. They imagine <laughs> right? James Ward-Prowse sending in like James Ward-Prowse set pieces for fucking David Moyes West Ham against Bournemouth. They would have. They would have. They would have been so cooked. Like they would just the amount of targets that we had. The amount of like. It's crazy. And then Alvarez is another target when he gets in the team. Like he likes to set piece goal a lot. I think he scored mm-hmm. six and four. Like he's has ten goals in the last two years for Ajax or something like that. So he's also yeah. an issue. He I got that Bournemouth home. at home. I got that Bournemouth at home fixture marked off I, on my calendar. I cannot wait. Oh my god. Good stuff today, man. Good stuff. Lots well, to look forward to. We are on the board. With a win. Mm-hmm. And this team, this team might be good. They might be good. We have to make sure that we're not sad next week, no matter what. I mean, we, we, we might be demoralized, but we won't be sad. We have to. Well, I mean, it also depends on the transfer family. stuff. Like, this, this Kudus thing is huge. Yeah. Like we'll see what happens in the coming days. Stuyton, say goodbye to his, his Greek freak today. <laughs> back um, off to Amsterdam we go. Yeah, back on the plane, man. You got work to do. Tomorrow's <laughs> Monday. Tomorrow's Monday. We, dude, we, we were doing stuff yesterday in the market. The August 20s have arrived. We were yeah. <laughs> working on a Saturday. Kudu still doesn't feel real, dude. I'll be totally honest. Like, what a signing he's going to be if he comes. We have to figure that out. We just have to get it done. It's so big for us. Just between like pet the stuff and like the injection of like pace and directness and dribbling and goals. There has been, I would say, so, with the forward players, there's been an emphasis on like proven output. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like Cornet, Cornet never scored double digit goals in his career. 
They scored nine at Burnley, which is really impressive, but the XG wasn't necessarily anything crazy. But now like, yeah, it was all penalties. Like, yeah. And like it was penalties are like crazy as well. He's not taking really away from playing. Like between Ward Prowse and Kudus and Doku, if you want to call those links, really. there's like an emphasis on guys. Yeah. Yeah. There's an emphasis on guys who contribute goals and mm-hmm. have done it for a while. Ballard, when we were interested, had 25 goals last year. Yeah. So it's. They, they know where the issues lie. And yo, mm-hmm. and today is the answer that you get when you sign players who have output. And then. You know, if Antonio is able to put the ball in the net a few more times, we are truly in business. Hey, man, it's a, it's a two-way street. You keep tabling chances like that for him. He's, He's going to score a couple away. sometimes. Not, not a terrible player by any means. Yeah, I mean, Ward-Prowse, like, that open play assist, like, it's nothing too flashy. But I just like the idea that there's someone, like, deep like that other than other than Paquetta, who can play, actually like willing to play a pass like and a dangerous pass first into time. space. And he played it first yep. time. He saw Antonio in space and he didn't mess around with it. It was just straight to him. And I mean, for who did Antonio body off the ball? Was it Basasi? Um, <clears throat> it was one yes, of the center for the goal backs. Was, pushed off him. Yeah, for the goal it was Basasi. I think either Basasi or Colwell. Yeah, I thought it was Basasi. I have to watch it again. But and then the finish is. His best finish in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. He really hit it. It's some venom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I just made me think of Ben Rama's. Oh. oh, what were you going to say about Ben Rama? It made me think of uh, his one-on-one when he was offside. <laughs> oh, God. Yo, I like was waiting for that. Like for, You know, when the ball like, nestles in the side netting? I was waiting mm-hmm. for it. I was waiting for the net to move until the ball like, hit the ground. I was like, oh. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the vision. It just did not come off. And he like he tried, tried like five hundred different angles to yeah, get it off. Trying to line like, up with his outside foot, and Showell was there, and he's like, "I'll try this." Mm-hmm. But I was going to ask you if we sign Kudus. Say it's like forty-two million pounds. Right, we sign Kudus, and Mavropanos comes in. Are we going to spend a fee? Over ten million, we'll call it, on another player, or is that it? Jesse Lingard, welcome to West Ham United. Well, I'm, I'm talking about a fee. I, th- I think Lingard's gonna come. Just, I think that's uh, that's just how we end the window. Like Lingard, Nuwama's out there, but we're not gonna get him. Like I just don't think that's something we'll do. I think we might chase a loan with Nuwama. Or just anybody. No, just for anybody. I mean, like, we chased loans on Deadline Bay last year with Gallagher and Doja. And uh, Ola Aina. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, what's this kid's name at Peterborough? Is it Jamie, Jamie Phillips? Something like that. The center back? Is he, is he going to come like as that. an academy player? I think he would. I, I If I had to guess how a deal would work out, I think you buy him. Because he's, like, in the England setup. So he's like, it's yeah, going to be mm-hmm. So I think that you buy him, and I think you own him back to Peterborough. And then That'd be really nice. And he steps into Aguana, like Aguana's place in the squad next year. That would be that's awesome. I, that's what I think that you do. Um, and I would love if we pulled off a signing like that, because, again, like, that's – like, I'm not taking away from Moyes, but it's, like, something that, like, Stuyten and that whole staff, like, with Noble, uh, Mark. Is it Mark? Maybe I'm getting his name confused with Mark Phillips. Um, no, it is Mark Phillips. No, no, no. But I'm saying Mark Phillips was at the game. Yeah. Scouting him. I don't think that the Peterborough center back's last name is Phillips. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's who I thought you were talking about. But I am. Yeah. But so, like, I think that that whole staff's job is to, like, like we're trying to be more shrewd with our money, which we have to be. And I think, like, if you can sign someone who's in the lower divisions. It's a young, up-and-coming player, but he's also involved in the England setup, so he's clearly rated and capable. I think that that's perfect for us. This is like the answer to everybody like screaming for Harvard Bellis. Like, this is... I, I've yeah. never seen this guy play, I'm going to lie, but... Like, no, obviously he's never seen... This is in that same vein. I haven't watched Peterborough play, but, like, you know, 
it's a move for the future, and I cannot hate on that. Like as long as the player. moves, as long as the moves in the present are done too, and you know, like since August one, I have no complaints. None at all. It. They yeah. really have like salvaged this window. Well, because I think that they like. I, I mean, it used to piss me off in July when Darmish was like, "It's not for lack of trying." It's like I don't care. <laughs> it's like then why are you trying for Paulinho? Like you know he's unattainable, but they've tried and they've tried and they've tried and you know we seem to have some good players coming into the building and hopefully a huge one to come potentially. Yeah, like Kudus it was really like would be a massive massive signing. Yeah, because he just brings everything I've been crying about for the last three fucking windows. You know I was. Like, was it 21, 22? I wanted this male Asar so bad, like, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, it's the type of profile that we lack. And, like, you see it with Sterling today. Like, that changes games. Mm-hmm. He was so dangerous in the first half of him. Man, he was so good. He's such a good player. These Chelsea fans, they hate him for no reason. Just because he's not a shiny new toy. Chelsea fans have no idea what they're talking about. He might be their longest tenure player. (laughs) No. (laughs) Dude, I mean, I don't think Reese James counts, so. He does. I I wonder, like, if you don't, yeah, so the Chowell is there. Thiago Silva. Thiago Thiago Silva. It's been like three years, bro. He's got to let it go. He was terrible today. Yeah, it's over. He's got to let it go. It's time to go. Anyways, what a win today, dude. I I, I, I need to go cool down, <laughs> but I just needed to talk about Lucas Paqueta um, as soon as we could after that game. Yeah. But What a man. Hopefully we'll see win. him next week. We will see him next week. This investigation will go on for months, hopefully. I we just, just needed need to make it. I wanted him to at least get to City so we can see his hilarious audition. Even yeah, being better yeah, than yeah. last year. The audition that he had last year at the Eddie Hab was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to go every weekend just like be like, that's all I needed. Like, I'm good now. And then be like, but I need one more. And then just keep <laughs> doing that until he is found innocent. But Innocent until proven guilty. On that note, Lucas Paquetto, we will see you next week on the podcast for you to <laughs> create your defense after you talk to the FA this week. Special guest. Yeah. Um, oh, James Ward Prowse came and spoke about his assist today. Yeah, he I mean, this is what he does. He came in and said, that's what I do. You guys got to stop hating. And then next week, Lucas Paqueta is breaking the silence. Breaking his silence on the alleged gambling habits <laughs> of him and his family. The witch hunt. The, yeah, dude, this is what it is. They they don't want to see us succeed. You know what, man? It's because we won a trophy. If we didn't win a trophy, mm-hmm. this wouldn't be happening. Target we, is on our backs. Target is firmly on our backs, and that's the way that we like it. David Moy's <laughs> back is against the wall. He loves that feeling. This will end with a, lifting a trophy in Dublin, Ireland. Hell yeah. I'll see you there. Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Uh, we'll see you next week. Follow the blog, hammering-away.blog on your browser of choice, uh, hammering underscore away on Twitter, at hammering.away on TikTok, and hammeringaway underscore on Instagram and threads. Um, another short and sweet episode, but keep getting three points like this. There won't be too much complaining to be done. So thank you everybody for listening. I just wanna ride in a ray, ay Shorty let me paint all in her face, ay Your body might need a diamond ray, ay I just dropped the rally out the ray, ay Do not give a fuck about the place, ay Money see you stacking in a ay Money see you stacking in a ay I just wanna ride in a ray, ay Pullin' the day, can we be okay? Got money to pay In my blood, now we lookin' straight Got 40 up girls, can't do these deals Cause you niggas ain't not working on yes But they so cool, cause we cool Stop talking to my shoulders, stop talking to my team
I hit you in the morning, right now with the beast. This hit me, got me yawning, I think it down to sleep. This hit me, got me yawning, I think it down to sleep. I'm 95, you gonna ride, you better slide, hop on the whip, better step on my side. Cause it's how it vibes, your wave, watch my wave tie, don't trip, now you might slip slide. Cause I drip sauce and I drip fly, and I lean back when I win. I need to way to infinity, fuck with my team, they fuck up my vicinity. This shit going crazy, bumping on shit from Mass Miami, down the highway, and I'm dressing my Jamie's. One of the streets is a me and duty, my nigga named Rico, he strapped with the truly. We blasting the shots of you acting a fool, you striving for perfection. Don't you know you perfectly imperfect, nigga? You worth the nigga, I kick, flip, and I flip shit. I'm a worse but nigga, you switch shit, and I will smith them. Off your pawns, I'll leave you acidly Cause I'm the realest king to ever play And I'm a black king Worried up to my black skin And I run shit cause I'm African You don't gotta tell me I am the man